What's going on, everybody? Welcome back into the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. A little different one today. Uh, Sean and Will are all grown up. They did a podcast on their own about college basketball, and Sean was very adamant that I get on here and say that I am slow, and it took me too long to produce this because they did this podcast before the Duke game, and Will had quite a prediction on it. So follow us on Twitter at Sorry Sports and enjoy the pod. We'll be talking to you guys soon. regular tandem of Tom and myself. I am joined by everybody's favorite guest. Will Smith is back with us. Will, how are you, buddy? Hey, Sean. Happy to be back. Let's do this thing. Let's do it. So everybody listening, we are going to talk about college basketball today. Will, you crushed it so much on Monday that we felt like, listen, the season's really turned up. We got about three more weeks of the regular season. And Tom, admittedly, he's not as dialed in as particularly you and, and myself. So I figured this, or Tom figured this would be a great opportunity for us to go and, and kind of riff a little bit. Yep. Let's, uh, let's talk about this past week and getting into March. Sounds great, dude. So let's backtrack to last Monday where a really notable game in your conference, the Big 12, took place. Houston takes down Iowa State 73-65 in Ames. Really tough place to play. Iowa State ranked number six in the country. What'd you take away from this game, man? It just uh, it just proved that Houston can do it on the road. They can do it at home. Their defense travels. And is there a better guard tandem in the country be- between Jamal Shedd and LJ Cryer? I mean, it's hard to tell me otherwise. But that team didn't even Houston didn't even hit a three. They shot like twenty percent from three, and they still won the game. Um, just they're a tough team to play. And um, Iowa State also a very good team. Did that big like I say all the time that Big Twelve any given day. Anybody can beat anybody in the Big 12. The top teams in that conference, dude, I mean, it's an absolute dogfight every single night in that conference. I feel like two or three nights a week, there's a game that I'm circling on my calendar having to watch from that conference. Yeah, if it's Kansas, Baylor, Houston, Iowa State, that's must-watch must TV. No doubt about it. Um, heading into Tuesday, the number one team in the country who being spotlighted, Danny Hurley on Scott Van Pelt, and they get absolutely demolished in Creighton. And it was one of those games, dude, where you can kind of tell right away, you know, you count up to a 7-0 run, but then Klingon in foul trouble, he's going to have to sit the rest of the first half. And Creighton, from that moment on, I mean, they just absolutely bull rushed UConn. Yeah, it was one of those games we talked about that UConn was due for a loss. Maybe not a loss like that. But the, the minute that Klingon got in foul trouble, you knew that Cockrunner was just going to go off. And then also every contested three they took, they hit. So it's hard to beat a team, especially on their home court, when they're not missing shots. And that's really what was most alarming to me. I mean, some of those some of those shots, like I think Ashworth hit one from like, you know, beyond th- NBA three point shot with like shot clock expiring off a broken play, and you're just like, all right, I guess it's going to be one of these nights. Do you take this as maybe Creighton's better than the 15th ranked team in the country? Do you think that this is a, a notable recipe to beat UConn? Or do you kind of chalk this up to a really competitive game between two really good teams in February? I, I look at it a little bit of both. I think a lot of credit deserved to Creighton. Um, but it's not a, a panic button UConn moment where it's like, oh, shit, are we really that good? 
But I think it's more Creighton played like a complete team, but also at the same time, they didn't miss a shot. So you can't, you, it's, you, give, you give credit to Creighton, but you can't take away from UConn's dominance this year. It's one of those no. conference games that you say, hey, chalk it up. It's a conference game. Let's get ready for the tournament. Creighton historically has given UConn a really tough time. UConn has not won in that building since coming back into the Big East. So, you know, McDermott had that team ready to go. Those crazy Omaha Nebraskans were enjoying $2 uh, Miller Light night, and they were all fucking ready to go. Uh, it had the making for that kind of game. I, I obviously was surprised by the level of dominance that Creighton had and, and making UConn look so bad after what – UConn did to Marquette, but you know, one of those games, I mean, the big East is right after there with the big 12, right. As far as the level of competition every night. Yeah. It's the same thing. Like you, you go to the garden to play St. John's you're, you're in for a dog fight, just like going to, you know, bullet Texas play Texas tech, you know, for sure. No, for sure, dude. Um, so we're going to have to see how Connecticut responds against Villanova. That's going to be one of the games that we preview later on, on the pod. Um, another game that took place, this one in the SEC, Tennessee knocks off Missouri 72-67. I got to tell you, Tennessee is ranked number five. They're obviously an excellent team. But, dude, I got to tell you, outside of Dalton Connect, there are players on this team that can have really great nights and really bad nights. I know they won this game, but Missouri pretty much gave them all they could handle. Yeah, Missouri isn't a good team in the SEC. They have their moments. Uh, And I have Tennessee as one of my favorite teams to have a chance to win the national championship. But it all goes through Dalton Connect, as you said. It was one of those games like just like UConn had, just Tennessee found a way to win the game. Right. And now, do you worry about the style of play that Tennessee plays that could possibly be, force them to have an early exit in March? Because they have had some rough moments in March in the past. Yeah, it's, it, it could be one of those teams that struggle against one of those Big Ten teams or a team that plays like that, that uses the half-court offense and doesn't like to run and gun and shoot threes, takes a good shot with three seconds left, plays good defense, and wins games 56-52, you know? Right. Well, and they're physical, but sometimes all their shots don't go in. But in the SEC, I think they're obviously right there. For sure. Um, Back to the Big 12, we've got a couple other games uh, of note. Uh, 25th-ranked BYU, they take down Baylor, 78-71, Tom. Baylor was ranked 11th in the country. Or will rather not Tom. Um, what do you think of this game, dude? Uh, well, BYU is one of those teams too that can, if they hit their shots, they're a very good team. But also, this is a, a thought for me as well. I think Baylor was looking forward to this Saturday's game with Houston. Mm. That, that was my thought, and when I was watching that game, I'm like, are they walking through this game thinking they can just walk walk right through BYU? And then BYU were hitting their shots, going up and down the court on Baylor, who was a very you know, since Baylor's been Baylor, a very athletic team, and they got out-athletic by BYU. Which is not something you expect to hear. Will, how good is BYU? BYU is a good team. They'll be – I don't think they go far in March, but they're one of those teams that kind of reminds me of a Creighton a little bit, but they need to hit their shots. They need to hit their three-pointers to beat teams. Baylor, is is this a team for you that has a very high ceiling but also a relatively low floor, or is this a team that you expect to be there in the Sweet 16? It's a team I expect to be there in the Sweet 16. They're very they're very mature. They're, they got good guard play. They have athletic uh, big men. Uh, I think they can beat almost anybody in the country. I think they should definitely be in the Sweet 16. Okay. Um, another game out in the Big 12. Texas Tech, they take down TCU 82-81. 
Well, Texas Tech is a team where they've had a couple huge wins, but they've also had some rough losses. They're ranked 23rd, which I feel is an appropriate spot for them. How good is Texas Tech? Are they a middle-of-the-road Big 12 team who's just played a lot of good competition, or is this a team that you could see kind of being a dark horse come March? No, I think they're a middle-of-the-road team that just played a a lot of good games against good teams. Uh, And don't get me wrong, TCU is a tough place to play, and they're obviously a middle of the road Big 12 team is too, but like I like I said, or uh, Big 12 team, like I said earlier, it's any given day in the Big 12, anybody can beat anybody. And you know, Texas Tech found a way to win that game, but I don't think they have a deep run in March in them. Utah State takes down San Diego State. San Diego State was ranked number 19 in the country. We were just touting them on our last podcast, Will, about how this is a team that's starting to resemble the team that went to the national championship game last year. Is this a trip up for them or are they a little bit more flawed than I thought? They're definitely more flawed than you thought. And on our last pod, uh, when we talked about who's winning the conference champion, I, I said Utah state and that's what they proved the other night beating, uh, beating the best team in the conference. So also Utah state is one of the tough, toughest places to play in the country. It's a, it's not an easy place to play. And Utah State plays that dirty basketball where they get every loose ball, they get every deflection, they get everything like that. And they're a tough team to, tough team to beat come March. You know what, man? I, I, the Mountain West is a, is a gauntlet. I know people kind of treat it like it's a mid-major conference, but it's really not. There's some really good teams out there. Yeah, the, the Mountain West is not what it used to be where it's only one team and they're 14-0. and 0 in the conference. Now everybody has four or five losses because now these kids come and play at these Mountain West teams. Exactly. No, I 100% agree with you on that. Um, in one game of note in the Big Ten, Penn State, they knock off Illinois. 90-89, to 89, Illinois was ranked 12th in the country. Um, Terrence Shannon, I mean, obviously he's the player. The, their offense runs through him, Hawkins a little bit as well. You know, I need to be more convinced in Illinois, dude. I know they're ranked pretty high, but I, I have not admittedly watched them a lot this year. I don't know if you have any extra thoughts, but I'm just not sold on this team. I don't care where they're ranked. I don't I don't see a team that's going to be long for March. Yeah, that, that's, that's the Big Ten in a nutshell, though, because if you look at it, Wisconsin was the number six team in the country at one point. They had one ranked win all year. And that was Marquette, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was Marquette in the beginning of the year, and they were number six in the country, and they didn't play anybody. And then they lose five out of the next six against bad Big Ten teams, Penn State, Iowa, you know, teams like that. It's just that's the Big Ten. Like outside of Purdue, like I don't trust anybody in that conference. And Purdue has their moments where they look shaky. They lost to Ohio State. Yeah, so, Northwestern as well. Yeah, so it's it's I don't trust any team from the Big Ten making any kind of run in March. I don't either, man. I, I you know, I know Michigan State's starting to kind of rise a little bit. I, I'm not sold on them either. I, I just don't think the level of competition is good, and that's why when we talk about and we rank our top four seeds, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't think that you deserve much credit for beating teams in conference in the Big Ten. It's just yeah. not that talented. That's that's the thing, though. Like, you, you look at the Big 12 and say Kansas is the three seed and they have to play the seven seed. The seven seed is – you know, 19 and 11 with six wins in conference. You play the sixth seed in the Big Ten. They're, they're like 13 and 15. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'm totally with you, dude. Um, I, I don't care what anybody says. The Big Ten is just not all that good. And 
I mean, (laughs) Tom and I talked about it all the time in football season, too. It's like, I don't know why Penn State's national ranking is so high. They don't fucking play anybody. And when they did finally play Michigan or Ohio State, they got they got dismantled. And those those are the only two teams of note in that conference. And I feel like basketball, it's Purdue and everybody else. Um, in the SEC, there were two notable games. Alabama takes down Florida, 98-93 in overtime. Alabama's starting to look really good, man. And then LSU pulls an upset. They knock off Kentucky, 75-74. What did you take from those two results? Yeah, so uh, with Alabama, they're one of those teams that's fun to watch. They just chuck up shots. They run up and down the court. They're athletic. Um, Alabama's a really good team. They're coming into their own and at the right time, which is perfect. And then with Kentucky, yeah. I think it might be one of those things, too. We look right through LSU because we play Bama this weekend. So right. uh, I, did they sleepwalk through the game? LSU is very athletic, but they're not a good team. So it's one of those things. Like, is, is, Do we put the fraud title on Kentucky? Is it not the Kentucky of old? So, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what happens this Saturday with Bama playing Kentucky. If Kentucky beats Bama, then you'd be like, oh, maybe they did just sleep through it. And this is the Kentucky team of old. I think that's right. I think that's right. I think actually Kyle Perry's done a really good job this year. I mean, from a talent perspective, I don't know, dude. Is there a team that's just as far as great talent? Is there a team that's better than Kentucky this year? UConn. I mean, UConn doesn't have potential four first-round picks, though. Yeah, true, true. Um, but, yeah, talent I think UConn's wise... a better basketball team, but I think what I, where I was getting at is, is there a team that has a more collection of talent than Kentucky? I don't think so. Uh, I don't, I'm, I think it's just a matter of time before it all clicks for them. But they have those moments where you lose to an LSU, you struggle against an Ole Miss, those kind of moments because these kids are young, you know? For sure. And that's always kind of what gets Kentucky in trouble is they have a shit ton of talent, but they're not polished and they're not seasoned and they don't know how to they, you know deal with some of the adversity. I, was, I have a question for you in regards to Kentucky. Um, you know, there's been some talk this year that, they resemble a lot of that 2014 team that had some weird losses. I think they were a nine seed, but then went all the way to the national championship game. They, of course, had the Harrison twins and mm-hmm. some other good players as well, Julius Randle. Does this team kind of remind you of that team at all, just from what you've seen and observed so far? Yeah, for a little bit, it definitely does. But the, the only thing that I see an issue with, with, with that 2014 compared to this team, I feel like if this team runs into the team in a tournament that has – three seniors and a junior that have been playing together for four years, four plus years, they're, they're going to struggle. That team in 2014 just went in the tournament and they're like, we don't give a fuck. We're just going to, we're going to play basketball. Yep. So uh, that's, that's what I see this Kentucky team. If they run into a team like that, like with experienced players that I think they might struggle. And I think that's fair. I mean, we haven't seen them tested. This Alabama game today is is going to be fascinating to watch. We'll, we'll get your thoughts on how that game might go. Last result from the week to discuss. How about Washington State, man? Holding on, holding down the Pac-12. They knock off number four-ranked Arizona, uh, 77-74. They sweep the season series. Uh, you know, Wazoo, they're not going to be talked about. I know they're kind of a joke right now because the – the president of the university or the athletic director, whoever the hell it is, is saying we still want to hold the big tw- the Pac-12 name uh, with the two teams. But this has been one of the best stories of college basketball this year so far. Conference of champions, you know. So Conference of it, champions, baby. It's just – and we talked about it on the last podcast. I, I picked Washington State to win the, the Pac-12. Um, you did. 
Yeah, Great call they, by you. They're just a, a, a like you know most of the teams in the Pac-12 very athletic. Um, one of those that was one of those games where everything went right for them and not everything went right for Arizona. I think Arizona is a very good team, um, and I do think that you know they'll make a good run in March. But I wouldn't be surprised if Washington State's in the Elite Eight either. You know, you kind of got the whole Caleb Love experience in this game. You got the great shot making and the scoring, but you also got him trying to play hero ball there at the end where that was just a really bad final possession. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's Caleb Love for you. It cost him in the national championship game where he's just chucking up shots, trying to be a hero, trying to win the game for UNC when you have three other great players on the court that you can dish the ball to. For sure, man. Um, it was a fun week. I mean, like I said, we're kind of winding down. We got only two more weeks of the regular season before we head into the um, the conference tournaments. Let's preview this week, man. Um, let's start with number one, UConn. We'll see if that ranking stays the same come Monday. Villanova and College Game Day are coming into stores. How do you see this game shaking out tonight? I think this is a get-right game for UConn. Um, you know, the spread's, I think, 11 and a half, or is it 17 and a half or 11 and a half? I forgot which one it was. But I, I think they win by easily double digits. I think it's a get-right game. You bet in this game? Oh, absolutely. UConn, heavy favorite. Um, uh, but I think, it, like I said, a get-right game. They're going to go all in, and I think they're just going to demolish Villanova. Did you see the lunatic Danny Hurley's tweet of the Game of Thrones with shame? shame he put his his head in like that whatever well, I did the hell see that. yes i did see that like he is a lunatic man but that's the that's that's the guy you want the helm of your team oh i fucking love him um okay so I, you and i are in agreement by the way i think tonight you know just the vibes in stores are going to be immaculate and the kit the the students are going to show up and go nuts for them. Um, in the Big 12, we got a big game this afternoon. Houston, ranked second in the country, heading to Baylor, ranked 11th. This is your conference, man. What's going to happen in this matchup? Because this, this, this has all the makings of a fun one. Yeah, so this game could either go one of two ways. This game could be a defensive battle because Purdue uh, – Purdue, sorry. Baylor is a very good defensive team, but Houston is the best defensive team in the country. But also, both these teams – can score the basketball like nobody else. So it could either be go one way or the other, and I think it's a five-point game either way. I think Houston wins this game. Um, if Houston wins this game, I think they take over that number one seed in the country over UConn, regardless of what UConn does tonight. All right, burying the lead a little bit there. I love it. Um, let's stay in conference and talk about your team. Uh, the Longhorns, you're heading up to Lawrence. Bad Texas team right now, but I know that's going to be a competitive game. Um, but nobody wins in the fog, as you always like to say. So how do you see Kansas handling Texas? Um, yeah, Texas is having one of their down years. It's not the Texas teams that we're used to that are always ranked. I always get Kansas a problem. This is another game like UConn-Villanova. I think Kansas just runs away and hides early in the second half, and that, that's it for them. Um, big game for Hunter Dickinson and Kevin McCuller. And, uh, you know, Texas goes back to Austin, and they're like, yep, that's the fog. Yep. Yeah. It, it, dude. Just watching different teams go there. I know. I know they beat Houston uh, a couple weeks ago. There. I mean, they made Houston look relatively pedestrian. Just crazy things happen in the fog, man. It's like you know you can get a fur. Like, it, would you be surprised at all if this is a furfy like twenty-eight point game, twenty-one point game with not five threes? Yep. No, not at all. I just it's at the fog. Anything can happen. Any player, one player can go off. You know, I could see Nick Kimberley coming off the bench and having four threes. 
And, and I know that you're a little bit down on them, but let's be honest, man. Kansas is still playing some really good basketball right They're now. They're definitely any, you know, when you have Bill Self at the helm, you know, any team that he has, he can take to the championship. For sure. That's why I, I'm going to tell you all the time. And even if we text later on today, I'm going to say I'm never, I'm never sleeping on the Jayhawks because of the advantage they have from a coaching standpoint. Um, back to the Pac-12, Washington at Arizona. Does Arizona get tripped up by another Pac- or, uh, Pacific Northwest team, or do they get right? No, they definitely get right. Washington is a decent team in the Pac-12 this year, but after the loss that they just had to uh, Washington State, I think Arizona, uh, same thing, runs away, run away and hide kind of game. Get right. Premier game in the SEC. We kind of previewed this earlier. Number 13, Alabama. Number 17, Kentucky. What do you think happens in this matchup? So this is, this is my question to you. Is this a must win for Kentucky? Ooh. I wouldn't say a must win, but I think if they – just because of what they did to Auburn last week, I thought that was a real statement, um, yeah. even if they get tripped up in a weird game with LSU. Um but I think if they if, if Alabama kills them, I think you're going to have to put your antennas up. But I think if it's a close game, maybe a five-point game either way, I still think you're going to look at Kentucky with that talent and say, I, I feel decent about them. What do you think? I, mean, I, I totally agree with what you say. And this is one of the games that I look in the slate of games today. It wouldn't surprise me if this game's 101-97 with the, the way these two teams play basketball. You know, they can play the best defense and they can score the basketball. For sure, and they're the they're the cream of the crop, right up there with Tennessee and the SEC, no doubt. Alabama, you know, got off to a little bit of a slow start, but they've been balling of late. There's a lot of talent on that team, dude. Um, in the ACC, we got a Duke at Wake Forest matchup and a North Carolina at Virginia matchup. Your boy Tony Bennett. Um, what do you do? You think Duke and UNC win easily in these games, or do you think there's an upset potential for either one? So this is what I think, and I I marked the the Duke Wake game. I think Wake Forest beats Duke today. Really? On their home court. Yeah, they're actually favored in the game by two points. So, uh, yeah. So, I I like Wake a lot today. I think uh, if if Virginia can't score the basketball, there's no no way they beat UNC today. Because if UNC puts up more than 60 points, it's going to be a 15-point game. (laughs) uh, Virginia can't score. So let me ask you this from a betting standpoint, because you know I don't really partake in that. If Wake Forest is favored against the number eight team in the country, what does that what does that money tell you about how people actually really think about Duke? I think the money tells you that it's one of those games where it's uh, everybody they're like, oh, how is Duke not favored? We're going to throw all the money on Duke, and then Duke loses. It's one of it's one of those games. Um, you know, you saw the, uh, the St. John's UConn game where UConn was only favored by like three and a half points at St. John's. And I'm like, what, 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 what's going on here? And they won by, I think they won by three, right? Or four? Uh, no, that was actually, that was a 12 point game. They pulled oh, away late. Oh, they pulled away late. But also, you're like, why is UConn only favored by this much? So people are like, oh, let's take St. John's. But then UConn ends up covering. But I think this is a game where everybody's going to bet on Duke because they're like, Wake Forest. Why is Wake Forest favored? They're not even ranked kind of thing. And then Wake Forest pulls the upset. Yeah. No, makes makes perfect sense to me. I, I don't really know how good Duke is this year. I, I'm not, you know, Proctor's an excellent player. Obviously, Filipowski's very, very good. But I don't know how good this team actually is. I think North Carolina's better, personally. North Carolina, I think North Carolina's definitely the cream of the crop in the ACC. Um, but Duke also has those games where you're like, is this Duke or are we watching DePaul? Like, <laughs> well, that's a very dramatic difference. Yeah, but it, but also Duke has those games where 
it looks like they could beat anybody in the country. Yeah, and they kind of have that aura at uh, Cameron Indoor the way that Kansas has at Allen Fieldhouse. Like, it's so hard to win there. I know they're on the road today, which obviously you, you explained, but I think yeah. that Duke at home is a really tough place to go play. Yeah, 100%. But it's not the Duke teams of old because when's the last time you saw Duke struggle against Boston College or Georgia Tech or a bad Syracuse team? They're struggling to beat these teams, so it's not the Duke team of old. No, just because we're on Duke right now and, and you know, we're kind of catching up to everybody who's been watching college basketball all year. Do you think John Shire is a really good coach? Like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on him in his second year right now? Uh, I, I would put, the, put it out to be a really good coach. He still has a lot to prove, but he is getting the recruits to still come to Duke even though Coach K isn't there anymore. Does Coach K still play any part of that? We don't know. But I still think he gets as much as he can out of the guys that are on the court. Yeah, and when you're, they're kind of like Kentucky in the sense of when you get that many one and done players, it's really hard to win a lot because you don't have the chemistry, you don't have the experience, you don't have maybe that really tough loss in the tournament from the year before, right? So there's just so much turnover at the program simply because they get so much talent. Yeah, for sure, and it's also hard to be a bad coach when every year you get three of the top ten recruits coming to your school. They're getting Cooper flag next year. Yep. Okay. Um, a couple more for you here, man. One in the Big Ten, Purdue's at Michigan. Do you see any chance of upset potential here? Nope. I see a Zach Eady 30 and 15 game today. All right. Uh, go out and bet that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and then two in the Big East for the weekend. Number 15, Creighton, off their stomping of Connecticut, goes to St. John's after Rick Pitino's obviously his crazy ass press conference that we talked about at nauseam last week and then Xavier at number seven Marquette any chance for upsets here I don't think there's an upset I think that Creighton St. John's game is going to be a lot closer than people think because I think it's going to be somewhat of a letdown after the beating they gave UConn but I still think they come they find a way to win but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like a three to five point game and Mar- I think Marquette just uh, runs away and hides from Xavier I don't think there's any chance of an upset there all right, yeah, I think I'm in complete agreement with you, particularly in the Creighton game. I think they're too good. And hey, listen, you know St. John's, they did come out and win this week, and I think that was a that was a testament to the kid saying, "Listen, our coach could throw us under the bus." I know Patino apologized. I don't know how much that does for anybody, but it, it was a nice win that they got this week. Yeah, it definitely is, and it, it probably makes Tommy pretty pretty happy that his team is you know somewhat relevant in the Big East this year. It's tough for him, man, and I felt like we were kind of ganging up on him, but I think we had to present the facts as they were. Like, I know that this is their best chance of being good with Patino than comparatively to what they've had. I mean, they actually have hope now, but, you know, you you, you got to look at what they are, and I did expect them to be better this year. I didn't think it immediately they would turn around and be a top 10 team, but I thought they'd be better than this. Yeah, tough life that kid leaves. You know, it just he's a Jets fan and a St. John's fan. It's rough. It's rough out there. Yeah, I don't wish that upon anybody. Poor guy. Um, all right, man. Let's rank our top four seeds. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have the floor here. Um, one through four on Saturday, February twenty fourth. Two weeks left in the regular season. Rank your top four seeds. Okay, so I'll go from four to one, and I'll do a little differently. I so love at, it. At four, I have Tennessee is my fourth best team in the country. Uh, playing great basketball. Um, uh, then we have, unfortunately, you know, I don't trust the Big Ten whatsoever, but you can't just drop Purdue out of the top four. I think they're the number three team in the country. 
Um, and then UConn off the loss, I have them at two. Uh, they'll only be at two if Houston takes care of business today uh, with Baylor. If Houston loses and UConn, it's a flip-flop. I have Houston at one and UConn at two. Well, this is fucking boring. We have the exact same four in that order. Um, yes, I put Tennessee into my into my top four teams. Um, you know, they got a really good quality win this past week. And then you look at the criteria. I'm sorry. I don't care how many quad one wins Purdue has that more than UConn. I don't give a fuck. We talked about it. The Big Ten sucks. They're not they're gonna be graded a little differently. Sorry, not sorry. I have UConn at two as well. I mean, you can't lose by 19 points. And and listen, if Houston goes into Baylor today and wins, especially convincingly, shit, they could even win by three, and I would put them at one. And I expect UConn to kill Villanova, but when you're the number one team in the country and you lose by 19 and the team behind you is kicking ass, I can't possibly put you at one. So for the same reason as you, man, I've I've got Tennessee at four, Purdue at three, Connecticut at two, and Houston at one. Yeah, I mean, those are four teams that would you be surprised at, minus Purdue, because I don't think Purdue is going to do it. But those other three teams, could you see those three in the final four? I could. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I actually probably look at Tennessee and Purdue, compar- you know, kind of comparatively. Like, mm-hmm. I think they both could have an early exit, but if they get through that first weekend, I think that all signs point to them heading to the final four. Yeah, totally agree. Um, what's the other team? I know we did this Monday, but each pod I'm going to ask you. What's another team? Last week, I think we had – or on Monday, I think we had Arizona in there. Uh, prior to we their did Washington, have Arizona, Washington but State. yeah. They, they, is, mean, is, is Arizona the only other team that could creep in there? Is North Carolina – I think you mentioned them. Is Kansas – I think, you know, I think I mentioned them. What are the other teams that you could see maybe making a run at a one seed? Uh, the only other team minus Arizona that I could – maybe see is maybe Iowa State if they make a good run in the Big 12. Uh, you know, if they they beat, a, you know, a, a ranked Kansas team, they beat um, a ranked Texas Tech or BYU, and they get to the finals, they lose to Houston again. I could see them slipping into the four seed, regardless of how the other tournament uh, conference tournaments go. I, I buy that. I 100% buy that. Because, again, the you're going to have your chance in the Big East and the Big 12 to make a run. And the amount of even if you're the favorite, the amount of ranked teams you're going to have to get through to win that conference tournament, that's going to that's going to be a couple more quad win, quad one wins right there, right? For sure. Yeah. Well, anything else for you, buddy? Um, just uh, there was other uh, a couple games from the, the past week that uh, we didn't touch on that uh, I wanted to bring up. There were oh, two please. games um, from um, the A10 Dayton getting upset by George Mason. That's not good. Yeah, that, I mean, Dayton is going to run away with that uh, uh, conference, but still losing. When you're a ranked team in the A-10, you lose. Never good. And then also the, the other team that uh, is ranked too, St. Mary's barely beating San Francisco, who I like to win that conference, San Francisco, in a dark horse kind of way. The WCC is competitive, man. I mean, it's yeah. not deep, but there are some good quality teams there. Yeah, I mean, it would be weird not to see Gonzaga in the tournament this year. Can you imagine? No, I, I think that that's, that's really weird. And I give them credit for going and playing Kentucky a couple weeks ago, but they yeah, have not, sure. they haven't well, been the Gonzaga of old. Yeah. But that's a, you know, that's the thing that Gonzaga has to do because for years they never played anybody. 
and they were still, you know, number nine in the country, beating up on everybody in the WCC. Right, and and I always had a problem with where they were ranked. I mean, you know, number one seed, number two seed. It's like mm-hmm. you don't fucking play anybody. I mean, sometimes those St. Mary's teams with like Adele Vadova or something were good, but certainly not like that's your main competition. I'm, I I think you know you see it in college football sometimes too, where you're just like this team doesn't fucking play anybody. I'm sorry, I, I don't buy. Yeah, for sure. Michigan proved me wrong this year, though. So sorry. yes, they did. Yeah, rougher, rougher Bama, rougher Bama. Rough for Bama, and, and Saban said goodbye. Um, all right. I think we did it. Anything else for you, buddy? Well, that's it. I'm looking forward to the weekend of the games, and that's really it. Let's go Jayhawks. There you go. Let's go Huskies. Everybody take care. Enjoy your weekend.